3: Just an extraordinary interest in mail-in voting.
4: Did you notice a pattern as to who was choosing to vote by mail?
3: We did. Philadelphia is roughly
2: seven Democrats for every one Republican. When we
3: took a look at who applied to vote by mail, that disparity was 17 to 1. 17 Democrats applied to vote by mail for every
2: one Republican who voted by mail. That's from last night's 60 Minutes. I don't know how true that is across the country, but if it is that overwhelmingly Biden's side that's doing the mail-in voting, then the scenario is going to play out as a lot of people think it is. Election night, you'll look at the the votes come in from the polling places, and Trump will have a solid lead all across the country and would be the next president of the United States until you... Start counting the mail-in ballots, in which case, over the coming hours and days and maybe weeks, that lead that Trump had on election night is whittled away, with all kinds of people screaming, no, this is unfair, that's unfair, no, 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 you're being too picky in the way that you look at signatures, no, you're not being picky enough, Sure. and then oh, yeah. the courts are going to get involved, guaranteed. and then it's going to go to the Supreme Court, and we've only got eight justices,
5: and you're going to have a... We are now in a constitutional crisis. Ah,
2: the constitutional crisis. We've well, been... We've been Told by the media, we're going to have a constitutional crisis for quite some time. We
5: are now in a constitutional crisis. <laughs> as,
6: and, as and Fat Nadler pointed out they've been saying we're in one now for a very long
2: time. And and every other example over the last however many years, I thought now we got we got a constitution that's perfectly we designed. We are now for, in a
6: constitutional <laughs> crisis. <laughs> we've got a
2: we've got a we've got a system that can deal with this easily. Yes. Well, we might we might actually head into an area where we don't have a system that deals with this easily, especially. Uh, if you get enough people on the street and
6: oof. Well, and some of the things being discussed on the left side of the aisle, adding states, packing the Supreme Court, uh, which means just adding members to it. The idea being, OK, all right. So you got a six to three majority. Uh, when we get a Democrat in, we're just going to point appoint 12 new justices, all of them liberals. Snow, it's 15 to 6. What are you going to do now, Republicans? Uh, I mean, that would be right now uh, in a (laughs) constitutional crisis for the obnoxious Jerry Nadler uh, for once in my life. And adding states purely to get more Democrats in the Senate.
2: So let's run through a couple of these things uh, as laid out in the dispatch. The Supreme Court currently has eight members. Uh, and the court was 5-4 Republican appointees to Democrat appointees before last week. So now it's 5-3. So if you end up just going with the eight people you've got, you know, it's only really a problem if they're deadlocked at 4-4, four, four, in which case it gets the decision gets kicked down to the lower court. But according to the, the law experts, there's no way the eight of them would allow that to happen on something as crucial as picking a president. They would figure out a way to make the decision themselves they're not going to let it get kicked down. Oh,
6: yeah. Um, yeah. They, they would work and work and work till they came up with a solution they could all sign out. Right, but the
2: Republican appointees have a 5-3 lead as it currently sits. Um, it is worth pointing out, in terms of the votes to put another Supreme Court justice on, the Republicans cur- currently have a, a four-vote lead, but they might have a three-vote lead come the end of November if you've been following the race in Arizona in which they have a special election to fill the seat. And in, in this case, I don't know this is the way the rules work, but um, if, if you if you pick a senator in a special election for somebody that was appointed, they take office right away. So, And the Democrats currently in the lead, Kelly, so he could end up being another Democratic senator by the end of November, and then so that goes down to a three-vote lead for the Republicans. And remember, you needed every vote when it came to Kavanaugh impeachment and that sort of stuff. So, Yeah. It gets a little more dicey. But that would be if they um, you know, actually go through with, and I think they will, trying to get another Supreme Court justice on the court.
6: What if it, it's 50-50, Pence to break the tie, but two of those senatorial elections are tied up in the courts because of mail-in voting. A little extra layer of angst for you. Then you, get, you go to penalty kicks.
2: Why? You I know, hate
6: that. Keep playing until somebody scores. I don't babies. know why.
2: I haven't heard this scenario brought out more often. Yeah. Why would only mail-in voting be a problem for the president? Obviously, it's going to be a problem for all these Democrat-Republican battles in the Senate, too, Easily if they close. Be. Easily could be. So you don't know how many senators there are going to be? Or- nope. Nope. <laughs>
6: That's why you got to get it we done. We are now in a constitutional crisis.
2: <laughs> yeah, agreed. Holy crap! You got
6: to get her done now. All get with, it done. All, get that oh, one of them little gals on the court.
2: All with the possible backdrop of rioting in the streets. Yes.
6: Yeah. I, there. There's already rioting in the streets. There will be more. You know, what's uncomfortable to me is that it's almost certainly going to be a woman appointed. And the uh, youngest justice, Judge Roberts, talked about this, uh, did some interviews. She's in charge of the food, ordering wow. the food to the kitchen. She heads up the kitchen committee, so they're literally going to appoint a woman to the Supreme Court
2: and send her to the kitchen. Wow. <laughs> That's a little, it's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, can we hear AOC, just because I really got a kick out of this over the weekend. Oh, I yes, thought she, please. She, she put at, this out on a video on Friday. It's been hailed as the single stupidest (laughs) angle
6: of this whole thing. The
1: very last dying wish of RBG was that her vacancy not be filled until the new president takes office in January. That was her dying wish. Tonight, Mitch McConnell publicly, the night that she, the night of her passing, he couldn't wait 24 hours, issued a statement saying that he was going to uh, give Trump a vote in violation of of her dying wish.
2: We're now violating dying wishes. <laughs> dying <laughs> wishes now matter.
6: They are well uh, clause uh, 4B I believe of the Constitution has to do with the dying wishes of of officials in all three branches. The Speaker of the House dies if they can figure it out, if they make a statement before they die, three laws get automatically passed just because the speaker
2: wanted them. I tweeted that out, and she's very emotional. The Mitch McConnell ignoring a dying woman's wish, and the responses to it were pretty good. Like, for instance, what if Scalia's dying wish had been to overturn Roe versus Wade? How how important would you have You've thought got that is? You've to do it. She sounds like a high school girl, and her reasoning is about as sophisticated
6: as one as well. I no offense that, to the high school girls out there who are, are much, you know, more sophisticated
2: than that. I was actually embarrassed for her on the whole ignoring a dying wish thing. Yeah. Just,
6: well, no. that will—that is a perfect illustration of what I've been talking about in various places from. Uh, San Francisco, most notably, and there are a couple of others, uh, the bluest blue enclaves are trying to get children the right to vote, 16 and 17-year-olds. A 16 and 17-year-old is absolutely prone to falling for that silly, silly argument.
2: Like a dying wish matters? Yeah. Um... How do you feel about uh, people immediately leaping to the the politics of this thing after uh, the poor woman died? It's just inevitable.
6: Yeah, I, I well, I, I
2: I don't like it, but it's an, it, it was predictable
6: as hell. The reason, just to respond to AOC's other point, the reason Mitch McConnell put out that statement on the night of her death was because the world was battering down his door asking him.
2: Sure, and. I just think it's a grown-up way to handle it. I Some of the blue check marks I was watching on Friday night, can we all please just honor the woman's death and save the politics for tomorrow? And I thought, well, that's kind of a nice thing to say. But, oh, yeah. we could. but I was picturing, if I were out to eat with a bunch of my friends, the conversation, when it came across our phone that she had died, it immediately would have gone to, oh, what's Trump do now? What do they do? What do they?" would have yeah. immediately gone to the politics. Right. That's just a real-world way to handle it. You know just, that's
6: a real people way to handle it, interestingly enough, which I'm in favor of more of um hmm, yeah, it's a good point. yeah, I thought it was a little distasteful that people went to it right away, but I think we'll be fine. I'm not going to make a big deal of it. It's
2: going to be quite possibly the biggest political fight of any of our lifetimes y-
6: yeah I, my uh've uh, I've set my uh my suspension uh, for Rocky, Rocky Road.
2: Uh,
5: actually, the next
6: six months are going to be insane.
2: I think it was the New York Times that went through the, the the look. This is These are just the facts, everybody. Can the Democrats stop this from happening? No. Is there anything they can do about it? No. I mean, just the votes are there. If the votes are there, and I think they will be, there's just nothing you can do to stop it. So right. it's going to be the opening... Salvo, Well, really, you know, we're well into that. But it's going to be the start of another very, very ugly round. Mm -hmm. The Republicans can do this and pull it off. But if the Democrats do what they're claiming, adding states, expanding the court, impeaching Trump, I mean, it's going to get insane. Impeaching Trump again would just be funny. (laughs) So is that actually on the table? Yes. Yes. I I think Barr
5: is going to be the more likely target, doing something to impeach Barr. And would that actually gum up anything? Would
2: that do anything?
5: From what I've heard, people discuss he is somehow involved in Senate oversight or something. So they're trying to jam his office up so they can't hmm. help push through the 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 SCOTUS nomination. Is from the the pieces that I've been gathering. From oh, I talking. see. Okay,
6: yeah. Well, that's 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 some odd politics right there.
2: We're hoping to talk to Adam White from uh, uh, George Mason University. We've had him on before about Supreme Court stuff. Maybe we'll talk to him tomorrow. Because he's really, really up on the details of all this sort of stuff—the mm-hmm. pack in the pack in the, the Supreme Court, how that would work, what that would look like, how easy is it to do? Well, adding sta- all this different stuff,
6: and of course, all of these things will almost inevitably, uh, because the left has uh, said it's okay, it will lead to political violence, Dem- wild, violent demonstrations, and looting and fires and the rest of it. And then America will decide that's enough of that and start cracking heads. Um, so, like I said, I would, you know, I'd st- stay light on your feet. We got to take a break. If you but, have a, a business in a downtown area, I would stock up on plywood. Yeah,
2: we got to take a break. But here's the big one to me: if a if a if a Supreme Court ruling goes against a state, and that state legislature decides to say we're not going to do this with our votes or whatever, that's then you're really into a constitutional crisis. Yes. Your electoral votes, or we won't honor the president, or whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know what happens. Send then. in the marines. Oh boy. Uh our text line 415295KFTC
4: Armstrong and Getty
1: The Armstrong and Getty show This is one of the most important times that we have had for everyday people to stand up. We all need to be more courageous and we all must must act in unprecedented ways to make sure that, that our rights are stabilized. And to Mitch McConnell, we need to tell him that he is playing with fire. We need to make sure that this vacancy is protected, that our election, Go, continues and that the American people have their say.
6: Wow. Playing with fire. So Unprecedented is, actions. An angry little mouse.
2: So, is that a threat or, mm-hmm. or, or I don't know what that is? And then, is, is the media. Gonna... Well, she is
6: an actual radical. She wants to fundamentally change the way this country works. And so. Yeah, she's proposing tearing apart the Constitution. Essentially, well, yeah,
2: I did. I did point out that the New York Times, to their credit, stated that there's nothing unconstitutional happening here. They have the votes. The president gets to do this while he's president. There's nothing crazy going on here at all. Yeah. Now, last time around, Mitch McConnell saying no, you you shouldn't nominate somebody in the last year. That's there's that's not written anywhere. <laughs> no, no, that was an
6: idea and he was seeing if they could get away with it
2: and they did and he did and and got even more votes in the next election for it but um there's there's nothing crazy or uh, out of line happening here uh no
6: no but uh, you know i i have two twitter accounts well i have several burner accounts that i use to say terrible things to people but uh, not really i have two one's for uh, news and, and the show and all, and the other one's for music stuff And on my music account, it's uh, thickly populated with lefties, as you might imagine. And uh, even fairly reasonable people are making statements like, all right, all bets are off now. We're enemies now. This is just this is the unforgivable. Um, You know, they don't say we're going to go slit throats. But there have been some pretty big blue check marks who've said violence is now justified. So, in fact, I have some of that in writing I can share with you in a little bit. Uh, Who's actually saying stuff like that? But in a related story, and this is breaking news, breaking news. um, When news breaks, the donkey brays on the Armstrong and Getty show. The Department of Justice has named New York City, Portland, and Seattle anarchist jurisdictions that could lose federal funding. Uh, Cities that the Trump administration have said allowed violence to persist during months of civil demonstrations. uh, Blah, blah, blah. So what does that um, civil them? demonstrations over racial injustice, Jack. Wow, I I would be in favor of that if only the USA Today didn't completely mischaracterize the uh, the violence and looting. Uh, the designation of the three cities, all led by Democrats, was in response to Trump's executive order on September second, which threatened to withhold federal funding from cities where the administration said state and local officials have cut police department funding, refused offers of help from the feds, and failed to rein in violence. <coughs>
2: Um, anarchist cities. So we've talked about the multiple ballots per, uh, per address thing, and we've gotten a bunch of texts and emails, and it's not that I didn't believe those people, but for some reason it was striking to me as a friend of mine, I know this person, I've been to his home that got three different ballots mailed to it, mm-hmm. him and two people that lived there previously. Well, he's lived there a long time. And he's in a house, I'm guessing. Yeah. Imagine apartment dwellers. Yeah, he's in a house he's lived in for a while. Yeah, so right, apartment where you turn over people every six months, semester, depending
6: on where it is. Well, yeah, that's a good point in a college town. But, I mean, even if the average time of occupancy is two and a half years, it's still a hell of a lot of ballots being mailed to somewhere where somebody doesn't live anymore.
2: Jeez, what a mess that's going to be.
6: As a guy who still gets uh, mail from my kids who have been out of the house for several years, several years, yeah, it is going to be an incredible mess. Um... Oh, speaking of which, because a lot of this is caused by uh, COVID nineteen, I have been trying as hard as I can to come up with a reliable, even guesstimate for the uh, addition, the number of additional deaths this year. Because we were talking about this earlier, with the median age of the uh, COVID nineteen death being very, very. Don't we have
2: Joe Biden knows the number of deaths this year. Mm, Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. we got that. Um,
6: But I've been trying to nail down what the additional death number is, because that's what you have to measure, because a lot of these people were probably going to pass anyway. And I have decided it is impossible
2: to get a reliable number. It's this number. It's very high.
4: Perhaps most cruelly of all, if Donald Trump has his way, the complications from COVID-19, which are well beyond what they should be it's estimated that 200 million people have died probably by the time i finish this talk 200 million
2: 200 (laughs) yeah 200 million yeah hey keep talking it's a big number (laughs) that'll affect the election
4: (laughs) armstrong and getty
2: hello america it's ted from consumer cellular the guy in the orange sweater and this is your wake-up call
0: With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details.
4: The
6: Armstrong and Getty Show. We're
2: gonna get into something else, but uh, first, just to bring you up to speed so Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies on Friday night, political world goes crazy. Mitch McConnell announces... Threatens
6: to go crazier.
2: Mitch McConnell announces there will be a vote on the floor of the Senate.
5: Ignoring a dying woman's wish.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ignoring a dying woman's wish. He didn't make it clear if he meant before the election November 3rd or just before January 20th. But anyway... Yeah, keep uh, in mind, Trump could
6: lose. The Republicans could lose the Senate. And still appoint a Supreme Court
2: justice. Perfectly constitutionally. Absolutely. And there's nothing the Democrats can do to stop it. Burn down the cities. They can do that. And you make Democrats mad, they burn down cities. There's nothing you could do legally to stop it. Right. Which would be a heck of a thing. But,
6: but then I mean, they would that, respond by, uh, you know, causing constitutional crisis. That shapes, We've discussed.
2: that shapes the court for decades to come. Mm-hmm. I mean, so this Amy uh, Barrett woman, yeah, she's 48 uh-huh. she lives to be as old as Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that's 40 years. Yeah. Well, even if she
5: just gets 25 good years in. I'm sorry. It sounded like you said somebody being considered for a position of power was under 50. Is that a thing that we can or do She's in considered country? a child hell, because she's under 70 is, is stunning <sighs> these days. Yeah.
2: But anyway, so uh, Trump comes out, says it's going to be a woman. Uh, he'll announce it Friday or Saturday of this week after the service for RBG. Mm-hmm. That's more or less where we are now. And I'm sorry, when's the service? Do we know? must be this weekend, or end of this week. Okay. 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 Um, And then it's on. So 60 Minutes last night, uh, their second story was with H.R. McMaster. Do you remember him? Bald-headed guy that was Trump's national security advisor? I believe that is correct, yes. And I thought it was kind of interesting. He said, look, I had no interest in writing another tell-all book of palace intrigue. Um, I learned a lot of things in the White House about various countries, because that was my job, and I've got a book out about it. And he um, told 60 Minutes about,
3: for instance, China. What do we misunderstand about China? For the Chinese Communist Party, they're driven really by two fundamental uh, things. First of all, it's the fear of losing control. That's why they're obsessed with control. That's why you see them extending and tightening their exclusive grip on power with this Orwellian technologically enabled surveillance police state. And they're also determined to achieve national rejuvenation, to take center stage in the world.
2: He goes on to say where we are currently with the mood between our two countries.
3: Is the rest of the 21st century essentially a cold war between the United States and China? It's a competition, for sure. It doesn't replicate the Cold War with the Soviet Union in an exact way, but it's a competition. How is it different? It's tougher. (laughs) It's tougher because our economies are intertwined in a way that gives tremendous coercive power to the Chinese Communist Party. I describe their approach as co-option, Co-opt us in with the lure of access to their market and short-term profits, and then coerce us, coerce us to adhere to the worldview and to make concessions that allow them to achieve competitive advantage against us.
2: Why are we having a conversation about something more difficult than the Cold War, which will dominate the rest of the century? When he could be telling us who Trump said a bad name about? <laughs> yeah. He called somebody an idiot. That would be a better that'd be a better interview on sixty Minutes. Would have got higher ratings. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, and China, for
6: the reasons H.R. McMaster enunciated there, is keeping a very, very close eye on us and just can't wait for us to be in a weakened moment or a moment where we're at each other's throats, um, because then they'll act and, you know, it might be uh, grab more territory, move on Taiwan.
2: We're clearly in a weaker moment right now. Yeah. Not very many years ago, if we were going to go to get into a military dust-up with China, everybody would have rallied around whoever was the president. Not now. Not now. Whoever's the president, the other crowd will, will be against it completely.
6: Yeah. Yep, no matter how justified the cause.
2: Right.
3: Uh, that's rough. Uh, and he also had some stuff to say about Russia. What do we misunderstand about Russia? Whereas China wants to harness its strength and create exclusionary areas of primacy, and challenge America, Russia knows it's too weak to do that. What Putin wants to do is he, he wants to drag all of us down, right? He wants, to, he wants to polarize us, pit us against each other, reduce our confidence in our democratic principles and institutions and processes. Putin
6: may be doing with disinformation what the Soviet Union dreamed of doing with atomic bombs. Yeah, no kidding. With our active participation, obviously.
2: And it's not mutually assured destruction because he's not getting any blowback. Which
6: then plays directly into China's hands. So while those two superpowers don't cooperate a lot, they are, interestingly enough, um, working the two big angles of bringing down the United States. And again, with our complicity and the complicity of all of our leaders. If, well... I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's so fired up, and everybody wants to hear that their side is right. And honestly, I think my side is right more. But if the 10 most powerful politicians in the country were to get together and make a joint statement of unity right now, it would be historically important and good. And I might as well ask Mitch McConnell... And Nancy Pelosi to make love and give birth Ew. to the perfect American baby. Ew. Some and name
2: it. They're they're both past their having babies years. Name the kid
6: George Washington Martin Luther King Babe Ruth Ocasio Cortez Unity Baby. <laughs> is that all the first name? <laughs> That's a long name. It is a very we gotta come up with an acronym. I might as well ask for that which saddens me. That statement of unity it's just not going to happen. There's no profit in it for one thing.
2: Yeah, I saw more from both sides over the weekend of the if we lose it's been stolen. We've got the whole um Trump regularly saying if we lose you know they stole it and uh and you know Hillary said don't concede don't concede because no you don't know what, what Yeah, you don't know what they've done and Unfortunately, the media portrays Trump not accepting the results as something awful, but the Democrats not accepting the results would just be, well, it'd be a reaction to obvious malfeasance by the Republicans.
6: Because they're evil. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody Uh knows that. Everybody in the newsroom totally says Republicans are racist. But
2: both sides building that up. As we head into election night with eight justices on the Supreme Court to make the decision. It's
6: massive oh. mail-in voting thanks to the COVID.
2: Holy crap. Yeah, I know. It, it's just you know, its its just amazing.
6: And then if you're just tuning in, the Democrats are talking about uh, if if uh, Trump gets that new justice through um, before the election or, or at all, really, uh, as soon as they get power, they're going to pack the court. They're going to say, no, nah, not nine justices, 15. We're appointing six right now. Because the Constitution does not specify the number of justices, which is a bit of an oversight. Um, and then uh, add on uh, two, three more states that will be automatically Democrat. Uh, they've uh, said scorched earth. We will. We You will, You did this. We'll do anything we want. So I've decided probably Germany. That's where I'm going.
2: You're moving to Germany. Nazi yeah. Germany. Um, mo-
6: no, no regular
2: Germany, Michael. Um <laughs> Um, Although Argentina is not out of the question But so when Kavanaugh got nominated You know I read the first little bit about him And it was What's not to like here I mean he's you know He's married with a couple of kids He coaches his girls basketball team What could they possibly hit him with That'll be ugly Within days you know He's a gang rapist Yeah and uh, that's the conversation all across the country. Yeah.
6: What Any is, crackpot who came out of the woodwork, they would amplify.
2: What is the hit going to be on Amy Coney Barrett if she's the name? And Trump did tell Jonathan Swan of Axios that he was holding her back for Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat.
6: The obvious answer to that is they will portray her as an extremist on abortion. She's, well, yeah, yeah. Um, that That's clear. And. It's, She's got eight
2: kids. She's pretty into being Catholic. I heard Catholic. she
6: had seven. Is she had one more in the interim? <laughs> I thought it was eight. And, no, uh, you could be right.
2: Um, uh, it doesn't make any difference. That's a lot either way. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you
6: really ought to know how many kids you I
2: have. Th- she should know. It's I'm not like, sure I need to know. It's so
6: like when Nancy Pelosi <laughs> couldn't nail down the number of grandchildren she has.
2: Uh, she, Amy Coney Barrett should know how many kids she has. You know, when you get them in the van and yeah. you're leaving the Grand Canyon. Yeah. I don't need to know, though. No. Um, I, I thought I was five bi- biological and three adopted and be. one disabled mm. um, or special needs, I guess, is the current term. Um, sh- she is Catholic and Dianne Feinstein beat her up pretty big for being too Catholic when she was going through the confirmation process before. Right. So I could easily see it become a religion thing. Just yeah, we well, can't have somebody this religious.
6: I haven't checked. Lately, but Yes, sir. That's right. Um. Recently, wasn't every single justice either Jewish or Catholic, when the majority of Americans Protestant? Yeah. And she, of course, Amy Coney Barrett, and I still say that other gal, uh, Barbara Lagoa.
2: Who's probably also Catholic.
6: Um, She's Cuban. I don't know how Catholic are Cubans. I don't even know that. Um. But uh, Amy Coney Barrett is uh, another Harvard woman, and everybody on the Supreme Court is from Harvard, Yale, or I think there's like one from Princeton. Or she something went to
2: like Harvard. That. Oh, she taught at Notre Dame. So I thought, okay, you got a little Midwest thing going here, But she went to, I didn't realize I she went to. I think so,
6: other. yeah. Pretty sure. Let's not get hung up on it, but.
2: Oh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I thought I, I'm i pretty sure I looked that up over the weekend. I well, was pleased that she wasn't Harvard or Yale.
6: Well, that could be. Maybe I misheard. Uh, somebody was talking about, uh, well, the president actually was on Fox and Fiends this morning, and he was going on and on about went to school at Harvard, but he might have been talking about somebody different. Uh, I was kind of, kind of going in and out with my attention as uh, he was holding forth at length about everything that popped into his mind. He is by far the most unguarded president in the history of the country. He, oh, oh, the other answer to how they'll go after her, Nick in Minnesota wrote this. He says, guys, this is really dark, but we're at a new level of extremes. The Democrats are going to say she abuses her kids. They'll find some elementary school teacher one of them had that will claim they saw bruises on one of the kids. Prepare oh, for the most ugly oh, political battle oh of our lives, guys. Oh, my God.
2: I, I hate that even he even said that. Well, they said oh Judge was a gang
6: rapist when
2: oh my everybody God. he's ever worked with, women, men, oh. say he's a paragon of decency. You, oh. I hope that's not what it is, but that sort of ugliness coming. Oh, my God, you abuse your kids. Because there's there's no, you can't fight that. You can't fight that. No, I don't. Right. Well, and she would have to. I like, found somebody who did. Somebody sent an anonymous letter to the San Diego Union Tribune. It didn't have a return address and wasn't signed by anybody. But they said they saw you abuse your kids. So, yeah, We're that running was with the that standard the fr- during yep. Kavanaugh. Yep. That was without, the standard. She went to Rhodes College, whatever that is, and got her BA, and then got her law degree at University of Notre Dame. Okay, so she would That's be refreshing. She would stand out from the rest of the crowd. Oh that my way god! That they gathered.
6: discovered
5: there's a life east or uh, west of the East Coast. Um, Excellent. The Excellent. Rhodes
2: Scholarship is something
5: different from the Rhodes College. Or Apparently, they, they yes. Connect,
2: okay. yes. Uh, she's married. Rhodes was a racist, by the way. They married, they live in South Bend, Indiana, have seven children, you're right, five biological children, and two children adopted from Haiti. Their youngest biological child has special needs. There's your personal stuff there. Mm. Uh, She's a practicing Roman Catholic, meaning if appointed, uh, six of the court's nine members would be observant Catholics, even though, as you pointed out, and the others are Jewish, even though most of the country is Protestant. Whatever. Um, That's where we are. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. So many wrinkles to this. It's absolutely amazing. I got some coronavirus stuff we should probably check in on. Ugh. Yeah. What, yep. uh, what Scott Gottlieb said yesterday about when we're going to get a vaccine depressed me. So I'm on the talk show. Oh, no. That among, That, among other things, on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
6: The Armstrong and
2: Getty Show. I think that it's possible that you'll have enough doses available by April, May. But I do not believe that a a vaccine will be licensed for general use by the population until, in an optimistic scenario, really the, the second quarter, probably the end of the second quarter in 2021... And perhaps a little later than that. I mean, the reality is that as we come out of the winter and and head into the spring, hopefully this virus will start to dissipate in the summer. So what you really want is a vaccine available for mass inoculation before you head into the fall of 2021. The fall of 2021, the vaccine being available to whoever wants it is a year from now, according to Dr. Scott Lieb, uh, formerly of the FDA. Uh, Around the FDA, yeah, uh, yeah. If he's right, although I don't, I don't know. So they'll have it for you know. You got you you're eighty years old and got one lung. You'll be able to get the vaccine. But for all of us getting it, well, it, we're talking a year from now. Well, if that's the case, there will be no fans in the stands for the NBA next year, or college football next year, or nope. the NFL next year, right? Or concerts next summer, right. or state fairs next summer. Wow. Am I right? Some
6: of uh, the world's most popular touring bands are going to have to get a job stocking grocery store shelves after hours or something.
2: I just thought that because my kids really want me to drive in a demolition derby. I did that, I did that before Sam was born. They've seen the pictures. Anyway, yeah. we got an old truck. They want us to drive in the demolition derby. But, you know, when's a fair going to be? We might not have fairs next summer or anything else with crowds. That's hard to imagine.
6: Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: a drag. I'd say. And or, I, I think all of this is a real,
6: it's a real contributor to people being at each other's throats. I mean, it's not Heck the yeah. factor, but it is a factor. Oh, speaking of sports crowds, I don't know if you can stand something kind of positive and, and uplifting, but I uh, read an interesting piece in the Washington Post. It's about uh, mostly about San Francisco Giants fans, but other fans, too. They have the cardboard cutouts in the stands. And you pay a certain amount of money, and you can have a cardboard cutout of yourself sitting in a seat. You even get to choose the seat, and the price varies depending on the seat, just like you're going to the ball game. That's the way I understand it, anyway. And then
2: you hope it gets on TV at some point, or? Uh, yeah, yeah pr-
6: pretty much. That's probably what people hope, yeah. Or it gets hit by a ball, or there's uh, actually one of the, the Giants outfielders. Um, if there's like a, a foul ball, he ends up with the ball or catches it at the end of an inning or something. He fires it into the stands to take out a cutout,
5: <laughs> like it's a midway carnival game. Right?
6: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's and everybody awesome. thinks it's kind of fun, but but people are doing it um, as uh, memorials to departed loved ones. Oh, great! Grandpa was a huge Giants fan. For instance, here's one story. It's very touching. Um, this this uh, guy died far too young of uh, of cancer. And uh, his sister got the idea, um, wouldn't it be sweet if Ryan, his name was, and Dad could go to another game together, in effect. you know. So they put their their signs side by side. Brings a tear to the eye. It's really quite beautiful, yeah.
2: You got their Ruth Bader Ginsburg up there in the left outfield seats. For instance. For instance. That's probably not a
6: good for instance. Be very controversial.
2: They had a foul ball. It's hits the
6: Supreme Court justice right in the oh, noggin. Oh, boy, which reminds me, Trump going to shove through that choice. <laughs> anyway, on two. Uh, we've been talking about it all day. If you're If you're just tuning in, we've been analyzing the crap out of it.
2: Analyzing the crap out of it. Yeah. Long story short, the Republicans thought, hey, how
6: about we don't even take up the Supreme Court nominee and say, let's wait till after the election just in case we win. And a lot of people said, well, you can't do that. That's, that's an incredible jerk move. And they said, well, let's see what happens. And then they won the election for the presidency and got a bigger majority in the Senate. And so this time around, they have the White House and the Senate, and they say, yeah, we're going to go ahead and vote somebody in. Because they can. That's what politics is. That's how it works. And if the Democrats were doing it, they'd do precisely the
2: same thing. Oh, yeah. So quit with your boo-hooing. Yeah, Jonah Goldberg tweeted yesterday, Summary of 85% of the Sunday shows for you. Last time, Democrats said A and Republicans said B. Now, can you believe it? Republicans are saying A and Democrats are saying B. Oh,
6: was that? oh my. Oh, yeah, that, my heart, my poor heart.
2: To me, that is the crux of the whole thing. Now, if if you if you're bothered by politicians being hypocritical about what they said, okay, I kind of got over that a while back, but... Um, Yeah, you, know, you said that when you're in that situation, but now you're in this situation, you change your mind. That's shocking to me. Now, the, it's like being bothered by tackling and still going to a football game. What are you doing? Here? If you don't think if it weren't reversed right now that they wouldn't get somebody on the Supreme Court that will have effect on the law of the land for decades to come because they constitutionally can, of course, the Democrats would. Yep. And it's probably worth mentioning. It's certainly worth mentioning. The federal government, in general, is
6: way, way, way too powerful, obscenely so, according to the, you know, the view, the vision of the founding fathers. And having said that, the Supreme Court is way, way, way too powerful, uh, in even in that superpowered context. Because Congress passes vague laws, then it's up to the courts to decide what they mean. It's that we've screwed up the system.
4: Armstrong and Getty.
0: Find great brands like Monogram at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.